Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Charles Boda. Hello. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Steve Porter. Hello. And back in the nook on the controls, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. So this week, we're going to continue our, excuse me, <clears throat> our pick six theme. Um, this is where um, <clears throat> each member of the team will have a chance. Uh, today is Steve's opportunity uh, to uh, pick six of their favorite restaurants, uh, one in each theme park, one at Downtown Disney, and one at the resorts. So uh, we're going to turn it over to Steve. What's your, uh, what's your pick? Okay, so what are I, your picks? I will say I just revised my list because Craig totally changed my mind on this whole thing. Originally, I had what I think were like the best, but some of them I've only been to once in my life, and I can't give a full description about why I love them so much. I just know they're better than others. So I went with my pick six of where I find myself, where I, what I love. Uh, when I just go to the theme parks myself. So I'll start off uh, with the Magic Kingdom, Columbia Harbor House. I am probably in the Columbia Harbor House more than any other quick service at Walt Disney World. Um, I am not a particularly big seafood guy, but I tend to like everything at Columbia Harbor House on the menu. I usually end up just getting the tuna sandwich, and then I go up to the second floor because it's usually quiet up there. There's a little bridge that overlooks um, both Liberty Square and Fantasyland. It's just kind of a the Rapunzel area, and it's a small world that you can see, but you get a nice view. Um, and I just love it up there. I I will sit up there for work if I am just in the parks and I need to like write write a story. I'll just sit down in there, and I just love Columbia Harbor House. Uh, one thing, one thing that I the I dislike about it is that the secret got out somehow that Columbia Harbor House was so good because yeah. every time I go in there anymore, unless it's just a complete random time of the day, that line is always <laughs> so so long, and I, I really it is probably my my one of my go-to quick services in there as well too because it it does offer a completely different menu and it's i don't like on my off time i don't just go to long john silvers and get fried fish and fried shrimp and all of that so the time that i do have to kind of get styles of food or the the they have a good salmon dish there you mentioned the tuna one there's just a, a good diversity of seafood options and uh, reasonably priced for the portions you get, and mm -hmm. just the only thing is, it's it's busy all the time. Yeah, I, I, it's becoming more and more important to use mobile order there, which kind of stinks. Um, but I've still found, even on crowded days, that there will, you know, you might it might take a minute or two to find a seat, but you will probably get a seat on the second floor if you just wait a second. So and that's not always true. But how long is it taking you to, from the time you get in, on average, to get? To get your food. Uh, mobile order, it's usually really fast, actually. Much longer, or much faster than waiting in the line. So uh, I don't really mind it at all that I have to use mobile order because it's using mobile order to then be able to eat at my favorite location at the Magic Kingdom is well mm -hmm. worth it. And I think, like Craig said, for the price, it's... It's it's one of the best. The restaurant is also, I think it's underappreciated for its theme. It yeah. is so intricate on the mm -hmm. inside. There is so much to look at and study in there. 
after you're done with your meal. You could probably spend a good 15, 20 minutes walking around looking at some of the props and stuff they pulled in for this restaurant. And uh, for someone like Rhino, who's from the New England area, I could see if he has any interest in history, he should be interested in this. But uh, he's probably not because it's no. Rhino Clavin. Yeah. So, <laughs> I also, like it. For uh, a counter service, it's also not very cluttered. Like there's the the line and getting your food is, but the second you get out past that, walking around with the tray and looking for a seat isn't really difficult like it is in some other places. It's nice and spacious, and even if it's there's a full line, you can almost always find a seat up on the second floor. And Steve's in line when he says how often he goes there. I think almost every single time I'm at the parks with Steve, if uh, we're in Magic Kingdom, we go to Columbia Harbor House. <laughs> All right. Uh, so moving down to Epcot, uh, I say a place I didn't know about for a long time for some reason was Katsura Grill in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot. It's kind of tucked away on the opposite side of uh, Tokyo Dining and Tempanetto and it's everything like up, else. Up on a hill. It's up on a hill, to, yeah, yeah. And there's like a little koi pond, and you kind of can <clears throat> overlook it if you haven't really uh, ventured up that hill before. But um, there's good teriyaki. Uh, I think it's a teriyaki dish, and there's the uh, beef udon. That's my go-to. I like um, the ramen up there. It's good, too. Yeah, I haven't tried the ramen, oh, so that'll have to good. be my next yeah. go-to. But I, I always get the beef udon. So, yeah. And then, well, they serve sushi up there, too, don't they? Um, I think I, they have a sampler, but not. it's not a full sushi bar. Yeah. yeah. It's not what I go to for sushi. I, go, I always get the beef, beef udon, and then I go outside. There's the little koi ponds. Uh, and it's like just randomly quieter than the rest of Epcot over there. It's really I, nice at night too, because the lighting goes to, like they the lights in lantern. Japan kind of come on, the lanterns come on, and it's just kind of a cool. It's like what you say, like a little tucked away, a little hideaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like exclusive, even though it's not. Yeah, so. the, the food's delicious, but really it, it, the seating area on the outside. Don't sit inside. Yeah, just go outside and enjoy and relax that area. If you're lucky, the drummers will come out, and you'll also get you'll get to hear the show. You won't necessarily see it, but it's it's one of those moments uh, eating up there where you can actually feel completely immersed into that pavilion mm-hmm. while still being outside because mm-hmm. it's just everything's cut off from the world. It's a really good place. All right. So uh, this next one, I'm actually stealing this from Craig because I had the hardest time thinking of a place to go at Hollywood Studios. Uh, and Pete, you're going to probably like rip my head off. <laughs> but I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather eat a Starbucks sandwich at Hollywood Studios than about. Oh, I thought you were going to go Pizza Rizzo. Yeah. Uh, and no, then I was just yeah. going to fire you. No, no. I, I mean, and this is simply due to the fact that. There is nothing good. I mean, unless you have the money to afford Brown Derby, I don't have that money to just go and go to Brown Derby every time I go, which that would be great. But um, so if you're going on a budget, honestly, either leave the park and go get food somewhere else or resort to eating sub- or uh, Starbucks sandwiches. I mean, it's sad, but that's just the state of Hollywood Studios right now. Hopefully when Star Wars land or, or uh, and I think Andy's, what is it? Lunch bo- Andy's Lunchbox. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some things on that menu that look really good, so I feel like this is going to be... The booze in the lunchbox? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I no, I do think that this is going to be a little. Uh, this, is, this will change uh, by the end of the summer, and I feel like it'll probably be Andy's lunch lunchbox. And then once Star Wars Land opens, it'll probably be the, the quick service there. But well, there are some uh, some redeeming aspects of Red Trolley Cafe. After the the bakery closed down across the street, they moved all of the a lot of the classic desserts over into Starbucks. So it, it is more than just your standard Starbucks bagged. Breakfast sandwiches that they throw in their their heaters and warm up for you. You have you have all the specialty cupcakes. I think that's where they're uh, doing the now deformed version of the carrot cake cookie, which they've just completely uh, changed recently. But uh, it, it does offer more. So while it is a nearly ludicrous answer, it could it could be pizza Rizzo. So. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, I it's, it was a not. A, it, what else was I supposed to pick? Kind of a thing. Um, Animal Kingdom, uh, Satuli Canteen. I think that it's probably one of the best quick services at Walt Disney World. It offers totally unique things that you know allows me to. I'm. And this is in people, the uh, pa- uh, Pandora section. In the Pandora section, yes. Um, a lot of people know I like mac and cheese and simple foods, but this offers things that kind of let me venture outside of that in the quick service realm, and I still really like them. Like the cheeseburger pods, I guess, are just cheeseburgers, but even the bowls uh, are really, really good. So, and the, and the theming in there as well kind of just goes well with the rest of the land. So, I mean, we kind of talked about this on your pick six, um, but I totally agree. So, I totally can't. Because I'm right. <laughs> Um, and then moving over to Disney Springs, um, I like homecoming or homecoming or whatever I'm supposed to call it. Um, fried chicken, uh, it really anything in there is good. I've, I've, I think the first time we went, we didn't have the best experience, but since then, every time I've gone, I've liked everything there. Um, I like the deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are good. I also like the bar in there. Uh, they have those, they have these cool refillable like drink things that I found out about that you buy. Yeah, those are cool. The the twenty dollar drink refill. Yeah, you buy like a twenty two dollar drink refillable thing, and then anytime you go back, you can get free so, uh, free unlimited soda, or um, you can pay the price for just the smaller glass, twelve dollars, to get that the giant tumbler filled up. So that's always a good deal. And you can apparently you won't get stopped bringing in drinks to the AMC. So you can get, if you have one of those little tumblers, you can get a soda refilled in there and then just walk into the AMC and they don't say anything like normal movie theaters do. I'd say I, I, I don't care about that part. I care about the, the tub, the t- like big, like classic water bottle with the straw coming yeah, out of that's it that you can fill up with the alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. you can get it free to, filled up with soda for free. Just, I don't know. So that's, <laughs> so, don't, I don't mean to derail it anyways, but I love the restaurant. It's cool. Everything in there. The theming is great. Uh, all the t- Florida touches are great. Um, so, homecoming. It's one of the most underrated bars on yeah. property. Is sitting around there, and I know I know we talked about the creativeness of their cocktails before, but I do like the fact that they do have the the split bar, so you could technically sit outside on the patio mm-hmm. in the bar if you if you enjoy the outdoor eating without all the bugs and stuff since it is screened in, or you can sit inside and there's always some good people watching inside of Homecoming. Yep. Okay. Uh, and to finish it out, probably another one of my quick service. I know I said that a lot, but uh, Captain Cook's at the Poly. Uh, the Thai coconut meatballs are so good. They're the best thing ever. 
so delicious. The best thing ever. I love those Thai coconut meatballs. They yeah. are so, so good. And um, now you're talking, and I'm hungry right now. So starving. Like, I want to drive to the poly and get some. And they have like some really cool uh, like pork nachos with like the chips aren't like tortilla chips. They're like kind of potato-y chips. But that sounds weird, but it's oddly so delicious. Um, and there's like pineapple in the nachos. So good. Um, and then for breakfast there, they have like Tonga toast and uh, everything else that you would ever want at Walt Disney World. So, yeah, Captain Cook's is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, quick service right up there with Columbia. Well, it probably beats out Columbia Harbor House, actually. So that makes it easy for me to pick that. It's also, I will stop there before I go into the Magic Kingdom a lot to, if I, you know, have been to Columbia Harbor House recently and I don't want to have that again, I'll stop there before I go in and then get my food and go on my way. Do you like Captain Cook's better than uh, Centrally Canteen? Oh. Mm, yes, I will say I do. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. You disagree, Rhino? Oh, yeah, completely. I I think it's just a matter of taste and food, though, maybe. But I also feel like uh, Satali Canteen, uh, as much as I, like, whatever, I don't care about Avatar, but I think that that's, like, the best um, quick service maybe on property because it just it, – it, it has a lot of variety and a lot of, like – since it's so customizable, the options can be intermixed so well, and I feel like there's a lot of fresh and healthy options there, as well as like creative options with the mm-hmm. cheeseburger pods and everything. And I don't know. I just feel like it's. It, oh. I would always choose to eat there. And I, I obviously I agree because Santuli Canteen was on my list for Animal Kingdom. Yeah, but I just have it just slightly just That's on my taste. Yeah. There's still a lot of good things at Captain Cook's. I besides the the menu itself, like I love the entire theming of the restaurant and once they did the refurb years back, they added in like all the travel posters for the different islands, which mm-hmm. is really amazing. But in my opinion, while there are amazing items, like we've already said, the meatballs, some of the sandwiches are good in there. Captain Cook's really screwed it up after they changed the recipe for their pulled pork uh, nachos. They added that weird cheese sauce in that just never really went right. It used to be one of my favorite things to get property wide and then just went downhill. Plus, they took off the grown up grilled cheese, which was one of the biggest losses that they ever had. And then the ultimate was taking away the the Dole Whip machines on the yeah, inside. When you, that's fair. There's still pictures of me out there uh, where I would have it piled up about a foot tall. And I know it was You're overly ridiculous. Why we lost I am it. part of the reason why we lost it. But I'm also part of the reason why I, I'm helping out the people who went in and just got like the one little bit. <laughs> like, mm, nope, that's I'm, I'm good with that. They they needed to get more. But I, I and I came in to help them with that. But <laughs> Captain Cook's still good. I think just it has slightly decreased in my favor over time. But I would still never hesitate to eat there ever. I, I love Captain Cook's. I will agree about the Dole Whips. That is really frustrating. But I still love it. So anybody disagree with any of uh, no, I think Steve's you, picks? I think you made some some pretty solid choices actually for once in your life. <laughs> Yes, Rhino's approval. No offense to your wife, because <laughs> I was not directed at her. <laughs> That's what I felt like after I said it. Michaela, you're wonderful. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Those are Steve's uh, pick six uh, selections for his favorite restaurants in the Disney Walt Disney World theme parks, Downtown Disney, and the Disney Resorts. And that will do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week 
with another edition of the Disney Dining Show. Have a great week, everybody.